Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. The podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Barbie, Mariposa and her butterfly, Fairy Friends. Yay. <laughs> Yay! That, that's a title. It's a real, that's a title and a half. Uh, that is a, a mouthful, a mariposa mouthful. So my first impression of this movie was on the DVD menu where Mariposa came up to the screen as, as Barbie usually does and said some shit like, hi, welcome to the movie. Um, I hope you enjoy meeting me and all of my friends. And you may have noticed that I'm not doing my Barbie voice when I when I quote this because it's she not. wasn't doing the Barbie voice. And I was like, hold the fucking phone. That's not Kelly Sheridan or whatever her name is. Um, no. Like, what the hell is this? Who, what? What's going on? And I paused before I even pressed play because I had to Google is Mariposa Kelly Sheridan, assuming Mariposa was going to be Barbie. And Mariposa is Barbie, but it's not Kelly Sheridan. And I was like, how bizarre. This is Except insane. when she so, is. Ex- this is the thing. <laughs> and then it went, so we, oh boy, so much to unpack and it hasn't even started yet. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Do you, mem- do you remember when we talked about the Nutcracker and there was like three levels of um, inception going on about yeah. the stories inside the stories inside it's the like stories? That. So this, yeah, I mean, this is a film which is a story within another Barbie universe, which is, I think, within another Barbie universe, and then we're watching it. Yeah, so if we remember, Fairytopia was, like, beyond the rainbow. So we've gone into a separate universe where we're in Fairytopia because we open, because I'm thinking Mariposa, Butterfly Friends, we've been sort of here before, because bear in mind, we've had three Fairytopia movies. One that was really good... One that was one of the greatest movies ever made and one that was shit. And so we're sort of back here and we can sort of tell we're back here because because Kelly Sheridan is not on the DVD menu, but Mariposa is. So already I'm like, you've my interest, it's peaked. Let's go. Then you hear the <laughs> the sound that I imagine will welcome you to your death. Uh, which is the the sort the noise of Bibble. Fucking um, Bibble, my heart <laughs> sank. I know. I was like, oh boy. Um, <laughs> and I literally wrote my first thing was, please don't start as you mean to go on, <laughs> um, because you you don't even see it before you hear that like. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, but what he was doing was he was doing some bullshit but like as he was doing some bullshit it was like a credit sequence and it was really good it was so good <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly so the first thing that i wrote i i yeah. my heart sank the fucking annoying little furball turned up starts yeah. going <laughs> hit myself in the head and but i realized he was just unrolling mushrooms and things which then exposed all the credits and i was thinking we don't yeah. get a lot of credits normally in these films. i think no, we have a couple of times never, but... it was very tarantino-y and like i was baffled it was like so good that there were these like opening credits um so we got to see all of the different people and and then alina alina from fairytopia shows up and she's kelly sheridan 
and she's Barbie. And we have this weird story about how Bibble's going to go and meet that girl Bibble that we met. Yeah, you know, the something with the best forgotten from that yeah, shit movie. Yeah, I had removed from my memory and was had to be violently reminded existed. Um, so he's going to meet her. But oh, hang on. Friend. No, hang on. I've just remembered oh. the other thing he does. He makes potato sex dolls out of everybody he knows. <laughs> he does. He I, does. That, that was he the other does. thing. I thought, shall I say that out loud? But no, <laughs> well, that is clearly fun. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. But um, so he's too frightened to go to uh, meet his girlfriend and her friends. So Barbie sits him down. She like invites him into the the like the like orchid flower that we've been to many times before and it feels like there was an upgrade in this movie of the interior of the Oh the, gra- the yeah of the peony. It's like way more swish. Yeah, like the, pe- the peony like looks fancy. way yeah, yeah way more swish. Like, the whole visuals yeah. look way more swish. Yeah, really really good visuals. Um so she sits down and she goes well, Bibble, how about I tell you a story about someone that had a similar problem to you? And I was like, oh, we've gone full circle. We're back. We're back to that structure of Barbie sitting someone down and being like, here's how we overcome our problems by telling a story about somebody else. It blew my little mind it was like a back to form yeet back to the like three colors trilogy at the beginning like it was, <laughs> it was so, i've literally written psych we're in the old structure it's can, so good can we just go back to one other thing the cover yeah. as well has got glitter on it oh my god the it is glitter but not just movie. on the front on her wings right yeah. and over some weird tree thing mm-hmm. on the back mm-hmm. her character they've got this glitter all over the cover Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's just this feels like a reset. Yes. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. You know, I was I, I was really thinking, are the movies beginning to get more and more dip? routine, and yeah. is there going to be a dip? And just the oh, quality of this. Forget we haven't talked about the film how, yet, but the quality we... of the DVD. Yeah. The opening the quality sequence. Of the animation. The way we're going back yeah. to the here's Barbie telling you a story, even though yeah. Alina obviously is a story in herself. You know, yeah. there, there are there are layers here, but <laughs> and, and but the whole you know those original stories where Barbie tells Kelly Shelley, mm. here's here's a story which has nothing really to do with your problem. <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to tell anyway. Yeah, it was, a, it was it was a bit like that. Yeah, and 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 then you get the. Well, I'll let you can you 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 lead me through the story because I'll just drive you insane otherwise. <laughs> well, so basically, we're talking. We've we've sort of been aware of other species within Fairytopia, um, and one of them have been the sort of butterfly fairies. And I don't none, none of them spring to mind. There were some butterfly fairies down by the sea uh, a while ago in Mamadia, but like this is like proper butterfly fairies, and they live in a very exclusive cutoff island that is attacked at night time by I don't even know where to begin to describe these monsters um, do you know what they reminded me of what do you ever seen Thomas the Tank Engine yeah <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> they had the faces of the of the trains from Thomas the Tank Engine yes! with really droopy sort of buggy bodies yes and, and oh to be honest God. with you 
They were the least scary things ever. It's so funny, isn't it? They're like they're like written to be so unthreatening. They're yeah. like the primary villain monster, if you will. But they're they are they they drew these like bug-eyed cre- they're called skeezites. Yeah. And they're basically like big buggy creatures that fly that cu- they're, they're droopy and they're dumb and they come and eat you. And they and eat. This is the thing. Sorry, they, they eat. eat you. Yeah. They eat you. That's not. <laughs> like, a... They were like, we're gonna make the threat. The stakes in this movie are so funny to me because on the one hand they're like, hey, so there's a villain and it it will literally consume you, like it will munch munch yum yum down on your body and your friends, and it will just like swallow you. Yum yum. Goodbye, butterfly fairies. That is huge. We've never had anything so threatening before. Not and as visceral as that, have we? Yeah. No, not as like outrightly like, and then they will just eat you. Um, but to compensate for that, they've really tried to make these creatures like as dumb and as like comical and as non-threatening visually as possible. And like the juxtaposition of it is just a delight. Like I fucking love that shit. Like- Cause all you'd have to no do is really walk fast to get yeah. away from them. Yeah. They can't fly <laughs> fast, although that- But if that... they get you, they will eat you. <laughs> like, yeah, that is, cause normally it's like someone's gonna take over and maybe yeah, you'll like, have to eat some bad food or something like that. Or, yeah, or, like but, you'll have to go from one shitty di- dictatorship to another shitty dictatorship, like as the Barbie kingdoms are. Um, I mean, there's been some... I guess there was the peril, wasn't there, in Ferratopia, wasn't there, where there was that stuff where the, it was going to drown anybody underwater, the Momadia yes, one. Yes, yeah. That was quite good. But this is... this is There is this existential threat out there <laughs> yeah. that these skeezites are going to eat you. They will but, full on eat you. Now, the there's many things. They they, well, there's many things they could have done to fix that, like move off the fucking <laughs> island because they <laughs> no, can fly. Right. It is dumb. They're like they come at night. So for years and years, the butterfly fairies would just fucking hide and be like, "Oh no, like let." I hope we don't get eaten. And then one day, a fairy invented like a torch, and then they were saved, and they made her the queen. And it's like, I'll buy it because this is for nine-year-olds. But I just want to know. Also, though, I think this is stupid. <laughs> this is if we, if we ever need to take this to school and mm. need to show people examples of different political systems. Yes. Barbie's added a new one because we've had dictatorships and we've had monarchies. Mm. Um, Indentured had, servitude. Yeah, what we haven't had before is a meritocracy, which I don't think's ever happened in society. I was trying to figure out what was going on here because it wasn't quite the same as the Princess and the Pauper, but there was still definitely slavery happening. But, like, people were okay with it? Well, I don't think so. I, I, I just imagine that was just her job to look after these other two fairies. Weird she was just job. a... Like a dresser or that. something. So what, yeah. What's a meritocracy? So a meritocracy is a concept where the those people who are cleverest, smartest, whatever, will lead the rest of us. So the person ah. who's come up with the... Um, idea of these lights so she's she's basically invented street lighting yeah she's like thomas edison all over the yeah place. and what it says is actually she's done such a clever thing and a smart thing hmm. that we have made her our leader although we've called yeah. her the queen which suggests hmm. a monarchy and 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 a more genetic or religiously driven hmm. uh process but on the other hand it says it only going to work while she's alive Yes. <laughs> which is a bit, which is less of a meritocracy 
and more of a a more of a sort of a technological fascism which has been implemented here but i like the idea you're right thomas edison exactly who came to mind and mm. and there is there is sort of there's there's literature around this you know like these fantasy alternate future things which talk mm. about the person it feels very who, yeah the person who invented um you know, great technology with their leaders. Snowpiercer, isn't it? Yeah, the, yes, the leader of that yeah. society is the man who built the train mm-hmm. that's kept them all alive. I'm not going to tie Mariposa into Snowpiercer <laughs> in any other <laughs> but level. <we> could. <laughs> but it's but it's just interesting that Barbie's <laughs> presenting this idea that those that, that, that there can be other ways of structuring society. Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting. And so that that what they have done though is basically stuck themselves on this island because they know that as long as they're near the streetlights they're safe so if they go away from the streetlights they're not safe so we meet mariposa and she's a butterfly fairy who feels like she doesn't fit in even though she's like conventionally the most attractive and yeah. well read <laughs> she's really fucking popular everyone yeah. loves her she's gorgeous Everybody she's well her. read yeah that that's right the uh, only the only thing is she likes to read rather than go to really parties doesn't feel like she fits in which you know what as a kid i want to fucking lap that up i was mm. like mariposa's an introvert i love that um and she's got a friend willa who's really cool i love her design i love her voice actress i think um that's really cool you mean chop liver <laughs> Well. But we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then, and then, uh, basically, uh, Mariposa is obsessed with the sort of stars and astrology. She's super into her horoscope, which is, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of. I love that shit. Um, oh. <laughs> My heart's really have sunk fun. again. Oh dear. <laughs> but it's all right. That's something else we'll get to later as well. <laughs> and Will is like, "Why don't you come to the party? You absolute introvert. Why are you out here being a loser?" And she's like, "Because I don't fit in, man. And like, I wish all of my friends would stop inviting me places because I just want to be a loner on the edge of the world." So she dreams. We we can gather from this that she dreams of sort of adventure and she dreams of learning how to fit in and she just, she doesn't feel like herself. And like everyone's kind of aware of that being her problem. Like it's not like an internal problem. She clearly like talks about it all the time. Uh, because everyone knows but like it's fine it's fine mariposa anyway they go to work the next day they wake up and it's this whole society is just full of like young people it's like logan's run and they all go to their jobs and... don't, don't, don't say that emily people <laughs> are think there's another three hours of this yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> we have previous on that and, look, it's right <laughs> <laughs> and uh bloody love logan's run and um th- sh- their job is working for like two women their same the same age as them that seem to have no difference other than the fact that one is employed by the other so there's like willa and mariposa and then there are these two twins uh Rayla and Raina, who are like sisters and that they're, they're, it, it sort of becomes a bit Cinderella-y. Did you get that? For so a while, I, I, I really, Cinderella route. I really thought we were getting a. These were going to be like the not so ugly stepsisters yeah. sort of vibe, but it goes somewhere else. Com- it just goes somewhere else completely different. But it's got that whole thing that 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 Mariposa has to dress them and make them beautiful and do all these kind of things for them. But all they ever seem to be doing is going to balls or potentially yeah. meeting a prince and and i so thought like, oh, i don't okay. know why they don't also have jobs 
But Mariposa and Willa do have jobs. Yeah, I don't, well, they, but maybe they got rich parents. I don't know. But mm. as it turned out, it didn't matter. Well, but, this is what's so lovely because they really set them up to be like these snobby rich stepsisters and they're obsessed with this idea of going to parties and they're obsessed with this idea of the sort of prince that no one ever sees. Um, prince Carlos, who for some reason is Spanish. There's like one man in the whole kingdom. Well, there's two. There's the mm. prince and the mm. person of colour. <laughs> Finally. The one. Yeah, I did do it. I really noticed that. And I I realised you're absolutely right. It's the sort of first non-white character we've sort of seen in these movies. Outside of um, my secret favourite, the, um, the one set in a high school in modern day. Mm. I mm-hmm. think so. And he's also old. Yeah. And which is odd for this universe because everyone else is like twenty. Yeah, I mean he is he is out on his own. But yes, I didn't understand why why some people are named after made up words. Mm. Some people we haven't talked about it yet, but the villain seems to have a, a, Nor- a sort of Norwegian name, and everyone else is Spanish. It's very strange. I know they're sort of very reaching strange out. mix of. Um... Because Rayla and Raina sound like Ula from the producers. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're like... Yeah. I can't even do it, but they're like, Ooh, Mariposa, why you do that? Oh, you're right. They have got... They have it's got, weird. Like, uh, they sound Eastern European, don't they? Mm. It is... Or Israeli. Yeah, they do have that kind of Quite feel bizarre. to them. So it's, I because guess it's... Ken, a- Ken is being played by the standard Ken actor... But they've clearly decided for this universe, be Spanish today. Like, usually you pay Ken, play Ken like, uh, hello there, Barbie. Uh, I gotta, I'm doing, I'm, I'm being Ken. But today they've decided to be like, I can't even do a Spanish accent, but you get me. Oh, and you can do all the others. Yeah. No, no, you're right. <laughs> it is, it is odd, <laughs> but I, I had forgotten that the other two had a... Uh... Yeah, they're like Ula. Yeah, it's that's bizarre. it's it's so, but it's a it's a kind of world, isn't it? I guess yeah. even though it's on a little island, and obviously they must have all got very inbred because they don't <laughs> leave the island. But strange kind of city okay. state. This is like the Singapore yeah. of of Veritopia. Veritopia, yeah. No chewing gum allowed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thankfully it, it very quickly stops being a sort of prototype cinderella because i was like oh no this suddenly feels really lazy um but oh boy do we just need to trust and put our faith in barbie forever and always because she always comes out on top um so they basically established that like these two twins are like we're gonna call them twins but i think they're more like sisters Mm. they're, they're basically the same they're like they're just a bit sort of bratty and a bit sort of snobby and um very vapid sort of thing um and selfish and Mariposa and Willa work for them and have to sort of do their chores for them one of the chores include ringing a bell to bring a glitter pixie upstairs to then douse your entire outfit in glitter which is the fucking future if you ask me like I want a meritocracy if it's gonna get me glitter clothing like oh fine glitter no, pick they, like, <laughs> you know like, the, it was the fucking greatest thing i've ever seen it was 
it was kind of cool. There's just all sorts of fun little ideas in this film mm. that I don't know. It, it didn't doesn't yeah. It, it, I don't want to think about it too hard because it's a Barbie movie. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but there's we've talked before about some of the ideas getting a bit lazy and repetitive. Yeah. And there is something some of that in this film, but mm-hmm. in a, in the best kind of way. But on yeah, the other I hand, there's loads of there's loads of lovely little touches like this, yeah. and and mm-hmm. a load of places where it just flips your expectations. We're what? Yeah. We're what? Th- this is our thirteenth. Well, our twelfth movie, our thirteenth sort of thing. It's it's it's, it's the twelfth of the um. I think no. Yes, it's the twelfth of the animated movies, and it's now got time. Mm to do something new and I just thought oh my god they're just rebooting Fairytopia yeah but no (laughs) but no yeah very true very very true completely agree um we're there and introduced to our villain who we have met before um in a sort of uh very clever sort of oh look here's a person and you're like that was interesting we this movie is like 20 minutes long I imagine it's necessary that we met them specifically and it was because Mm. she is we've had some brilliant villains in these Barbie movies. We've had them voiced by esteemed, fantastic comic and dramatic actors and actresses. We've had them have really nice, clear motivations. We've had some really excellent costumes and some visuals. But this is the first time I can really sort of think that we've had, it's like a little goth fairy who's like purple and black. And she's just, she just spends all of her screen time being like, and then once I poison her, I shall become queen. (laughs) Yeah. And I was so fucking here for it. Like, so good. So good. I mean, she's not, she's not an evil stepmother. She's not an evil wizard. She's... Just some power-hungry little uh, boss bitch. That's yeah, who lean doesn't? In. Who doesn't know? Lean in, Hannah. Doesn't know how lines of succession work, but then that's all right. Barbie doesn't know what stars are. But hey, it, if it is a meritocracy, then like, well, again, makes kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that if you're the one that saves everybody, you get to be the leader. So yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. I love Hannah. Right, mm. I love her name mm. because it's just not silly. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's yeah. a name. She, I, I hadn't really drawn the whole goth thing, but you're right, she is. And I love her design. Her hair is really cool. She's got these like purple bunches that have a sort of like ballet slippers have ribbons that go up your leg. She sort of has that, but for her hair, like just really cool stuff. And she kind of has an almost like an arc, not a real story yeah. arc, but but she she changes. So when we first meet her, she's just a popular girl. Mm-hmm. And then you find out she works for the Queen and then you'll find out more and more about her as you go along and you find out she's been Layers. potting for a long time. Yeah, this is really interesting. I mean, is she mm-hmm. is she the most spectacular villain we're going to come across? Maybe not, no, but she's one not. of the more interesting she's ones. Brilliant. Yeah, she's memorable. Yeah, really for cool. sure. And, and that's I'm just going to keep saying that about this film, is that yeah. within the context of a Barbie movie, mm. this is utterly unexpected and it's totally trying to do Just trying to build shit. on before yeah but flips some expectations here and there it's really trying to be 2008 
Like, yeah. remember we started in 2001 and we're here in 2008 and I was worried that we were doing 2008 in bad ways and we'll touch on them when we get to them. But like, I had to keep going back over my notes and scribbling them out or being like, oh, never mind. Like, <laughs> I've changed my mind. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so little goth fairy. Um, so we, then it's time for us to meet the prince. It always comes at the same time in every Barbie movie. It's time to meet the prince. It's like 15 minutes in. Um... And we know that Rayla and Raina uh, like fancy the prince. They they think he's so romantic. They don't know him. No one's seen him. But Mariposa manages to bump into him, and they sort of have a, a meet cute that's that's not like already there's like seeds of platonicness. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Like it's not romantic. He's like fucking shit on a brick. Like I need your help. Um, we both like that one book. So I guess we're friends now, which, you know, is fine if you're like 12. What, what's the deal? I've, I've forgotten. Why is he? Why has no one seen him? I think he just stayed. He just he's super into. I think he's gay. Like, honestly, I think it's because he's gay because he like he just like lives in the palace with all of these male guards. And he's like super into his mum. He like loves his mum like loads. I mean, really, I if he if that. he if he also spends his days watching makeup tutorials on YouTube. You've probably <laughs> got it. But there is there's some there is just something weird. That no, weird's cool wrong because that makes it sound like I'm saying gay people are weird. That's not what this I mean. But let's let's scrap this conversation. Let's start again because I will just cut this. So let, let's do something. Yeah. That makes sense. I just I just think he's really unusual as a Ken. He is a very unusual Ken like but like before we even think about the fact that he has a like seemingly unnecessary Spanish accent. Um <laughs> he's not like any Ken we've come across before. He's not immediately taken with Mariposa in the sense of like, or at least it's it looks like it's starting to go that way where they're like, we both love reading a book. Oh, that's so lovely. Like, oh, do you like parties? Oh, I'm not a massive party fan either. Like all the sort of usual beats that you'd get when they're like, we have so much in common. Gosh, let's stare into each other's eyes as the stars rise. But then all of a sudden the next scene is him being like, Mariposa. I'm in danger and I need you to take this map and do this thing for me and I trust you implicitly uh, and I'm going to be in danger soon so like can you just like fucking do that for me thank you okay bye um, and then like they never see each other for the rest of the movie no and that and was he... so interesting to me because the whole time I was like we haven't had any interaction with the prince and Mariposa so like how the hell are they going to force them to marry at the end uh -oh. yeah it's but that's good mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because so often, you know, she's fallen in love with this yeah. fella in line with the quest. You know, th mm -hmm. this is another quest. This is a Barbie quest movie, right? Yeah. Um, and, and she's going to go on a quest. That's all the fairytopias are. Yeah. And she's going to get, which is where the shit fairytopia fell apart because it didn't yep. have a quest. Yeah. Um, and, but normally he's alongside her. He spends the entire movie... With chop liver, Willa, <laughs> who who does pretty much everything in the fucking movie and should be the one falling in love with the prince, if anybody. But... Well, this is the thing, like, not to spoil the ending, but like, we can assume that if there's going to be a marriage, it's going to be between Willa and Carlos. Yeah, it's not going to be Mariposa and Carlos. I mean, how many films does the supporting actress marry the prince? Mm. Well, None. there is the one. Princess and the Pauper, of course, where where well, yeah. they, they flip. Where obviously, there are more movies other than Barbie movies in the world. But yeah, I just nah. I just thought it was really 
Mm. Again, flipping expectations. Yeah. Not doing Completely. quite what we would expect. Yeah, and, or what we've come to expect mm. from these types of movies as well, which nothing against them. Like, you get what you pay for. Like, you want to go see a Barbie movie, she's going to find Ken in the first 15 minutes and marry him in the next 45. But, like, apparently not here, which is really refreshing. Um, instead, and, like, this is the thing, it kept... It kept, as you say, subverting my expectations. So she's suddenly like, shit, I need to save the prince. She immediately goes back to her day job and meets these twins who, at this time, are still, like, incredibly vapid and shallow and stupid and annoying. And she t immediately is like, oh, hello, guys, uh, I have a map and I need to go save the prince. And I'm like, why are you telling them? Like, that's so dumb. They'll just, like, lock you up and, like, steal the map or something. But instead they're like, oh, we should come. Like, we should go. Like, you should come with us and hold our suitcases. But, like, we'll go save the prince. And then he'll marry us. And then that will be, like, amazing. And that will be, like, the best thing ever. It's really pushed that all they want is to marry the prince and to save him so they can do so. So all of a sudden, all three of them are on this quest, which then leaves Willa with a note to say, gone prince saving you go and find the actual prince and let him know that we're on our way and he'll catch you up on what's going down. Which is so, way better than Fairytopia, yeah. where her best mate kept <laughs> like, getting left behind and forgotten about to the my end. My mum needs me, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dandelion. So we get, so, so, so we get two storylines suddenly going on, which again, I think yeah. a complexity I don't think we've had before. I could mm -mm. be wrong. No, I don't um, think so. Like, but, but definitely... We've had villain plot and hero plot. So we've been seeing the two storylines side by side. But here we have villain plot, hero plot, and like B plot, which is always the romance plot. And the mm. B plot is Willa and Carlos. So all we can take from that is the implication of genuine romance because we're seeing them bond. We're seeing them hang mm. out kind of thing. So that's really cool. So... Um, It like, they start out on this quest and you're not quite, it's not anything I've seen before, especially in a children's animated movie from the 2000s, especially a Barbie movie. You have three women going on a quest together. Already, that's fucking mind blowing. Like that's so cool. That's so awesome. And like, spoiler alert, this is not Mariposa's story. This is the twin story. Mariposa does fucking nothing. She doesn't have an arc. She doesn't change anything about herself. She just has a bit of a confidence boost. The other two go on a full on fucking character mm. arc. Like, it's amazing. So they're on their way, they're following the map. They like, they obviously come across all of these different monsters. They start by, by bumping into the sort of threat we've been introduced to so far um and they managed to like witch their way out of it by by helping each other like it's not always just mariposa coming up with ideas from the start which is really nice and then every now and then we cut back to alina and bibble and um oh. luckily not too often not too often but like i think when bibble does come in to commentate as much as like he doesn't deserve our attention 
he has moments that are like funny because of how sort of meta they are in the sense of the fairy topa stories because he'll be like oh i don't want to do that that's really scary they shouldn't they shouldn't leave the island because that's scary and it's tying into his thing of like i don't want to leave fairytopia because that's scary but but then elena's like well sometimes we do have to do things that are important even though they're scary bibble may i remind you of the three previous movies that we've done together like, i know it reference forget? it references the other films it's so good but not you're right it's kind of meta it's kind of wink wink it'll go over any five-year-old's head but yeah but it's, it's fun yeah it's just it just talks to a quality of again i've spoken in some of the previous movies um I want to say, I can't remember which one it was, but there's one of them that we just felt never quite, the writing wasn't just quite brave enough. Was mm. it um, Magic of Pegasus? Where it didn't yes, quite go it far didn't enough. Quite do what we wanted it to do, yeah. Whereas this one, I don't know if it's a different writer or something, or someone was particularly ah. inspired, but it does things. Or if it things. was just that it was 2008. Yeah, maybe. It just does things with the story with the construct with the fact that it is you know it's the fourth film in a in a sub-series of barbie movies um but someone's having fun with it mm. and doing yeah. clever things it's not you know i'm not saying this should be up for oscars or the best yeah. screenwriting ever but we're at that point in this list of 30 to 40 movies where i'm thinking i wasn't expecting this no i like do you remember when we hit Barbie Diaries, we kept expecting it to go downhill? And that was like mm. movie six. We're now on like movie 12 and it still hasn't really gone downhill. Like no. it's insane. And like maybe when we get to the like puppy chase caper or whatever the fuck it's called, like we'll change our mind. But like right now we keep, Barbie keeps coming out on top, man. There's a reason she's still fucking popular. Like. I guess. And, and you know, <laughs> and it's, but it's using fairy tale tropes. It's using the quest format. You know, it's, mm. it's doing things which we're expecting of these movies. Yeah, we, we expect these things in these movies. Mm. But I said, do you know what? Let's add a second plot in. I tell you what, yeah. let's keep Barbie and Ken apart. I tell you what, let's flip back and let's talk about this movie in the context of, I don't know if it's meant to be a true story or a fairy tale within the fairytopia yeah. world. Um, let's have a different view on how the rulers are ruled let's have a really weird villain well we have two villains eventually mm. um which are scary not scary yeah you know which is fine because this is a film for 10 year old girls yeah, yeah. but it's still fascinating and we mm. you know and I'm, I'm being blown away by this and we're only 20 minutes into the film do you know, know right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's but the so thing about good. taking the evil stepsisters i call them that mm. with her and they are the ones who grow and change yeah is well that's, that's awesome if this was a live action if this was i don't know once upon oh a time God. or something we'd be it going oh that was a been... good episode yeah <laughs> Well, it wouldn't have been greenlit in 2008 if this was live action. Indeed. They weren't that woke in the live action mm. business. Um, and we're about to meet the bit that on the DVD cover I was like, uh-oh. Because um, we we navigate our way through a maze of, like, um, ski skizites. And it's all very scary, but it's fine. 
and then we come into this jungle and we're basically the reason they've left the reason what they need to do we haven't explained is that they need to find a flower that's going to cure a particular poison that the queen has been poisoned with so as the queen is slowly getting poisoned the lights are going out so there is a there is a real threat to the island yeah we've, we've for- gonna leave we've forgotten this hannah <laughs> is a little bitch yes, and hannah has bullshit. poisoned the queen and to make a play to become the queen um herself. the queen herself or the leader herself um she arranges for the prince to get sort of imprisoned because there's a fucking prison cell in his bedroom anyway. <laughs> don't even go there. But she's... And we'll find out some other stuff about her later. So, yeah, so th- mm. they're on a quest, quest, a classic quest to find a magic flower which will be the cure-all for the disease yeah. she's got. So, so the you know, just, just like the last film, yeah. apart from they have to go on a quest, <laughs> it's not just there in the greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. okay, yeah. So, so that's why. So, which is why we have this this quest story, and we have Willa and the Prince having a secondary story. Where they're sort it, of stalking a, the villain, I guess. A bit of palace intrigue going on yeah. as well. Um, and we see spent a lot of time in the villainess, who's manipulating those around her, mm. and not just fairies, as it turns out. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes her kind of interesting. But yeah, there's there's just lots going on in a seventy-minute yeah. movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah and, but anyway, they basically get to a point where I think I know what you're going to mention. Mm. So they're on their way. We've had some hijinks. We're learning and growing. And then, of course, Bibble hasn't been on screen for a while, so we have to replace it with something else. And it's a Barbie movie, so that thing must have lipstick and blusher and eyelashes. And um, I've written scream. I've written the word scream out loud. Zinzi. Sexy butterfly bunny. Yeah. What if the Easter bunny fell into your mother's makeup drawer? And, and then, like, the patriarchy. And then, like... Yeah. Your child's nursery. And then got spat out again. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's not as annoying as I thought it was going to be, but, my God, is it not fun to look at. I mean, every Barbie movie's got one, hasn't it? Has, has some <laughs> feminised animal from whether it's a dragon or... A sexy, sexy horse. A sexy, sexy horse, which is, <laughs> still disturbs my dreams now. Um, I forgot what it... Oh, we had the polar bear. Do you remember the polar oh, bear? We had, yeah, like Whisper the Polar Bear, what it was called. Um, we've had... And we've had some horrific like male animals as well. Oh, the that, elephant that, with the elephant. That thing, that thing I didn't even know was a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is like seared into my brain. Or, in, or indeed, the turtle thing from Ferrotopia. <laughs> 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 oh, Mermaidia, oh, wasn't it? That's right. So but, yeah, many, so many. So, so, so it's, you know, we were, we, were, we were waiting for one because I don't think the skizites count. Do you know, um, do you know, do you, I've just remembered what, I'm, what it makes me think of. Mm. It's like a pageant teen a pre-teen bunny yes yeah like <laughs> a honey boo boo yeah. caramel bunny like ca- it, honey boo boo lola bunny it's I, I i get anthropomorphization anthropomorphization mm. and i i understand the sort of you know making the animals look a little bit sexy and things like that but making it look like an 11 year old beauty queen beauty queen yeah is it's just wrong, up, down, left, and, they, and like, right. They always go too far as well. It's like so fluffy, 
and it's got like a necklace on and it's got butterfly wings. So it's a rabbit. It's like a white bunny rabbit with butterfly wings that genuinely like do not look like they could hold the weight of a bunny. Mm. Like they're so small. So she must be working overtime like a bloody hummingbird or something. I don't know. But um, here it is. It exists, but it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. So I guess hooray for Zinzi. Um, we learn a bit more about our villain. We learn that she's literally in league with the Skeetsies. What are they called? Skeetsites. Yeah, again. <laughs> it reminds me of the Deadites like... from Hellblazer. <laughs> Not Hellblazer. Um, Hellraiser. Um, yeah. She like literally like keeps them in a lair under the thing and and they're like oh hey hannah did you bring us some butterfly fairies to eat and she's like you'll soon get all of the butterfly fairies you can possibly handle just let my plan complete and then you'll be able to eat the entire kingdom and you're like hannah who are you gonna rule if you feel like it's a like bit of a self it's, like... it's like one of the lambs in the go, you go to the farm to see lambing, and one of the lambs comes up to you and says, "Right, if you let me become king sheep, mm. you can eat all the other lambs." Mm. And you just think, "Well, what's going to stop me eating you?" Doesn't make any yeah. sense, but okay. Yeah, she's a trait. She's a race traitor. Mm. She's and that really does lift her up. She she doesn't want to just control. She'll give it all up to to yeah. to beat this world which she's can very I- unhappy with. And it's so funny, when we first meet her, she goes up to Mariposa and she's like, oh, Mariposa, I didn't see you at the party. Oh, I get it. It's because you feel like you don't fit in. I sometimes feel like I don't fit in either. And you're meant to take that as like her being just like kind of nice because then she immediately well, it either to works like, one really of, popular. It works one of two ways. It either be like, yeah. that's her true motivation coming forward. She's like, yeah. I'm better than all of you. I'm a sociopath. But I, that's I the thing. When she day. first said it, I thought, is she being genuine mm. or is she being some corn, some kind of subtle bitch that I'm too dumb to understand? <laughs> but yeah. no, it turns out she's genuinely a sociopath. Yeah. And on. this is Let's our go. first sociopath, I think. Yeah. Because she doesn't understand. I don't think she does understand, as she has written, what she's committing to. She doesn't Literally. understand the niceties of society means you don't lead other people of your race to be eaten yeah <laughs> yeah ideally that is not what we do this is turkeys voting society. for christmas isn't it this it is, is it is hmm it's so silly i want and like i want to see the prequel where she like strikes up the agreement with <gasps> i want another 20 minutes of this film mm. and i don't think i've ever said that about a barbie movie <laughs> there you go it's 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 great so then um at this point, I was like, I like it, but it's it's too easy because for some, we'd gotten to like a big sort of flower in the jungle and we thought we'd made it. And there's like a mermaid on this statue of this flower. And the idea is that we're meant to go see a mermaid to find out where the cure is. And I thought it was going to be on that statue. And I thought they were going away from where they needed to be. So I was getting a little annoyed, but like that just shows how dumb I am. You remember this is the person that couldn't figure out who the sugar plum princess was going to be. Never never living that down. Um, So what's really fun, I think, next is that Zinzi, or whatever his name is, Zinzi goes takes them to the edge of the water and she's like okay you need to find a mermaid to help you find the cure mermaids are going to be down this whirlpool and mariposa is obviously like hey dumb shit we can't breathe underwater 
And remember last time we always had to eat like this horrible seaweed. This time she takes them to this like flower bed where they have these like delicious looking like, like almost like hip seedy poppy looking things. And we nibble on them and they're like, mm, this so this will make us breathe underwater yet. Yeah, tastes like fucking candy floss. We cut to Bibble, who then like goes off on one about like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? And Alina's like, yeah, turns out there's more than just the disgusting seaweed we had to be able to let you breathe underwater. Apparently there's loads of stuff and some of it tastes really yummy. And then Bibble like goes off on one for like five minutes being like, <laughs> I can't believe you've done this to me. And you're like, valid, funny. seaweed. <laughs> <Cute. laughs> <laughs> But again, people. absolutely referencing yeah. two previous films. Because yeah. if you remember, it happened in Ferratopia and Mermaidia, where mm -hmm. they had to have something. In fact, did they have an... Oh, it was magic, wasn't it, that made it work in Mermaidia? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But it, it's quite clever because it makes... You know, it says, ah, oh, we need to go back and watch these movies as well. But they don't mention them by name. But, hmm. Mm. But, yeah, again, I quite like that meta nature of... Hang on a it's, minute. Yeah. Because that's like, when you do read, so let's assume Bibble is like her kid, right? Yeah. When you read stories to your children, which I have done when they were growing up, they will question it and they will tie, you know, you might be reading Mr. Messy, right? So the Mr. Mm -hmm. Men books. But they will say, oh, what Mr. Greedy, that was, that's clearly not quite the same thing going on. That They will question things the way as an adult you just ignore because yeah. you're just, you think it's a kid. Because you're tired and you have to pay your taxes exactly but <laughs> this is this is this film referencing that the kids themselves will mm. ask these questions point Genius. out the injustices and the inconsistencies in the narrative and you're like well bibble some people have candy floss and some people have gross seaweed that be how that's it be, life bibble. that's life bibble i'm sorry you've just <laughs> when given gross seaweed you make lemons or something like that <laughs> yeah um, so that's great. They're able to breathe underwater and they immediately come across two mermaids and they're like valley girl mermaids, which is <laughs> quite fun. They're literally like, oh my God, uh, do you want to like uh, follow us? Uh, um, so they're going to they're gonna help them, but on the understanding that they help them first. And the twins know this because the twins are looking at these valley girls in a sort of growth moment of like, oh shit, like, is that how we used to come across? I get it. So these women won't do anything for us unless we help them. And like, let's just take a pause to be like, there are five women on screen right now. And no just, Ken. Just doing some shit. And not talking look, about men. Nope. And they're Bechdel not even tests. interested in Ken anymore. Nope. Ken's not even part of the narrative anymore. We're all about getting the flower for the queen. Like it's all about women, like women, women, women. So good. Um, and the pink one out of the blue, there's the the two twins, there's a pink one and a blue one. And the pink one especially is really starting to like become self-aware and learn valuable lessons. And like, I'm just gonna put out there, giving Mariposa the eye. Like, I don't know if it's when they get underwater or what, but like, there are some undertones in these Barbie movies that you can't deny. It's just a fact. Absolutely. So the they basically go to the most convolutedly brilliant uh, inclusion of a Shelley Kelly I've ever seen before, where rather than it being boring that like Carlos has three smaller sisters and blah, 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 which is usually how we're introduced to the Kelly Shelleys, mm. 
they're like sleeping mermaid things that like sleep on pretty coral shells that the two vapid mermaids want and they're like okay so you gotta get us one of these shells but you gotta get the shell without waking the like baby mermaid fairy up because uh, if you wake up if you wake them up then they'll cry and if they cry then they'll wake up the like sea beast so don't do that so then there's a brilliant like indiana jonesy moment of like replacing coral shells with rocks and like all of these things and then of course uh, something happens I, I, where they end up did you not I, like it no no i did i <clears throat> it's because you've put it to the indiana jones reference of course mm. i was thinking it was like some kind of underground operation you know <laughs> you know like the buzzer will go off if it goes off good to make mm-hmm. the contacts and and actually but yeah i, I get it and and when they obviously do fail the wail from the shelly kelly is fucking soul destroying it's, it's piercing isn't it and i <coughs> it didn't is. even have kids but i it's, was like oof. but it's a kind of really interesting thing and then there's some genuine threat because oh the sea beast is so what happens is the, the all, one shelly starts to cry because she sneezes herself awake and she starts to cry and it's like really sad and really tense and then all of the Shelleys then wake up and start to cry so we have this like cacophony of crying children and I literally wrote oh look an actual nightmare and then the sea beast wakes up and shows itself and I went oh my god an actual nightmare it's so frightening it is it looks the... really scary and if i was seven i would be really frightened of this sea beast like it's it's really scary yeah and not in a that weird thing from yeah not Mermaidia like a, kind of way oh my god <laughs> and, and and much more scary than the fucking skizites or whatever they were called yeah yeah which like kind of have to be non-threatening because they're a major part of the movie whereas here we can have some minor threat and, and even then they try and like undercut it sort of straight away where it starts chasing them and you're like oh my god like they're actually gonna fucking die like this thing is so scary but then they're doing like a almost a scooby-doo in the corridors moment where they're mm. like going few past the vapid mermaids and they're like please can you help us and the moments are like, um, okay, I guess we'll help them. Um, <laughs> so that's quite funny. And it's cute. Um, and, and yeah, so then the mermaids help them. They, they, they get away from the sea bees, thank God. And they, they shoot them in the right direction. Um, and at this point, the two sisters are like, oh my God, is that, is that what we were like? Like that, I'm, oh my God, like, shit like Ooh. character growth and like arcing and like doing some stuff that's really cool so then they carry on with their quest and um we're now in a new place we go and we enter a cave full of uh oh, i can't remember their name ever skizites <laughs> mm. um and in the middle of the cave is like this big shiny light so they head towards that after doing a bit of a plant and a payoff from Zinzi's character where they're throwing rocks and distracting people and turning people against each other. I thought it was quite sweet. Just like a nice callback. Um, like just movie making 101 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then we meet a fairy. <laughs> not a fairytopia fairy, not a butterfly fairy, not a mer fairy, not a sea fairy, not any type of fairy we've met before. 
She no. calls herself like the fairy. Yeah, which I thought we had someone like that in charge of Ferratoga. This is more like a, yeah, a goddess like, fairy, isn't it? Yeah, it's... like an ancient fairy, like like the original Slayer type fairy. Mm. Um, and she's a little bit ominous. Like, again, if I was very small, I think I would find her a bit unnerving because of how she deals with things. Her sort of matter-of-fact way of being like, well, you do it or you die, I guess. And you're like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. You make I'm the right child. choice or the world yeah. is doomed. Literally. So, um... We're learning lessons. We're growing as people. Um, the rabbit gets trapped behind this glass. Then one by one, they have to like knock themselves out to see who is worthy to go and get this like final medicine or whatever. And like in a real big moment, the pink fairy, essentially it's like, if this was an adult movie for grownups that was live action, these people would be dying mm. at this point. They wouldn't just be being frozen behind glass with the woman being like, don't worry, you'll see your, fr your friends again. We just need to get to the end of this room. You know, it's very Philosopher's Stone where it's like, it's fine, everyone's fine. But like one of you has to go on alone. But like, it so easily is alluding to the fact that it's like, you will die. Like you're gonna die. Like one of you has to die and then you can all go through to the next door. Then another one of you has to die, then you can go through to the next door kind of thing and I kind of liked that sort of undercurrent of darkness that it had and the pink fairy like oh it's so interesting that because it's like mirrors they their reflections become like characters yep it's, it's really cool it's it's just beyond what we're expected yeah it's I mean, so do you remember? Do you remember in Mermaidia, and they have that thing where her and the other the other mermaids go down into the big pit, a bit like this one. There's something at the mm. bottom, and and then sort of the the growth is, can they come back up again? Mm -hmm. And but that would that was just like they just went down very deep, and could they get back up again? This is loads of shits going on down here. This yeah, is so much is happening. It, and, and and with genuine threat again i'll keep saying it there's sort of genuine threat there's some quite adult ideas being thrown yeah, around yeah really good stuff i mean it's not an 18 it's not an r but it this is this is not the barbie movies but you know the worst thing happened before is or oh, everyone's fallen asleep yeah or something <laughs> like that um i guess i guess mamadia is, is the only other one which has genuine people are going to die shit going down Mm. Um, you know, even Magic of Pegasus, you know, the fucking mm. Gargamel equivalent was fucking useless at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, yeah. um, this is, this is, end. and this isn't even the bad guys creating the threat. This is a, yeah, this is, is it, you're right, it's like a Harry Potter kind of thing. It's about trying to show your worthiness. Yeah, to someone that, that's like meant to be a friend. It's like, it's a very never ending story. It's like the mm. Oracle. Yeah, it, 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 it's it. a fairy tale thing, I suppose, without being directly yeah. a fairy tale. And they're, and they're like mirror reflection characters are like reminiscent of how they were when they first started the journey so we visually get to see how far they've come growing as people and stuff and Mariposa's is very boring hers is all very much like oh you're a nobody so I guess you shouldn't do anything with your life uh, whereas the other one had genuine growth where she was like Mariposa isn't worthy of this is she and she's like hey don't speak about my friend like that and you're like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just gals being pals. Um, she's fallen in love with her, that's canon. Um 
and and back on land, Willa and Carlos are like completely uncovering Henna's scheme, full on like exposing her, like hundred percent bonding as people. Um, and then and then Mariposa's love of astrology comes into play. Where? No, it's her love. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's astronomy, isn't it? Because she recognises the constellations. Yes. As opposed to. Yeah, as opposed to believing in. A navigator and it always points in the right direction. Yeah, which she has used earlier on in the film as well. So so, so it comes to play a couple of times and it's a Mm callback from the very first scene we meet her where she's trying to show Willa how constellations work. Unfortunately, anything like that is blown away when they decide to reinvent what stars are and how they work. But obviously, this is a magic world. This isn't the real world, Stephen. Stop being that guy. But it did wind me up a little bit. But again, on the other hand, Fair enough. it's quite spectacular and well it's animated. Very, oh my God, it's gorgeous. So she, she finds the, the, the hunter in the sky and his bow points towards the cure... She has like one opportunity to pick the right star that she hopes the cure is in, and obviously she does it. But by doing it, it like it's very like the end of Dragonheart. The stars sort of like explode, and it's like a galaxy in front. Like it's so beautiful. Like it's so lovely, and like it, it's really pretty. We're in this like weird otherworldly like room that's just full of stars. It's really nice. It's really really good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, they get the cure. Just as they've come back, Willa and Carlos have exposed Henna for what she truly is, but it's too late because Henna is like two seconds away from the queen dying and therefore all the lights coming out and she's conjured up her army of Skeksis, um, Skizites, and she is literally coming to town. Like, they all... Ah! Isn't it so good? She does this brilliant moment where she's like... They walk up to her to the edge of this cliff, and she's like, "Mm, yeah! Like, true sociopath fashion. Like, yeah, it was me. I'm not even gonna try and deny it. I poisoned the queen. I'm gonna become ruler of you all, and you can't catch me. And then she literally flings her arms out, and like just falls off the edge of this cliff and they're all like <gasps> and then she comes back riding on the back of one of a skizite who then like is followed by like an army of skizites and she's all like as i promised dinner is served or some bullshit like that and you're just like yeah! <laughs> it's so good it's yeah so good. no it's fantastic <laughs> it's, it's so dramatic i love it <laughs> i love it's hannah so she is She's the best. She is getting to be top two villains, I think. Yeah. Really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, so they've fa- figured out that she had these little lights that she was making with a mixture of like the thistles and the magic poison that everyone said didn't exist. So they use these lights to try and fight this. So there's a really good like action scene. Then brilliantly, like so neat, she's like, and that's why I've been poisoning the queen the whole time. And that's when Mariposa and friends turn up. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? You were poisoning the queen the whole time? And it was like, wow, that was very convenient timing of you, Mariposa. Like, <laughs> we don't have to explain anything. Like, exposition over here did it for us. 
Um, so then Marip- it's a race of Mariposa getting the, the, the lily over to the queen. I'm and there's quite a, sure and there's how a, this works. But and, yeah. there's a she- and there's a Shelley Kelly who's there's assisting her. The glitter, the glitter fairies from the beginning join in. Uh, yeah. She's trying to like snatch the flower. Mariposa is trying to distract the sociopath. And the sociopath that, is like full yeah. on trying to stop her getting to the queen. And she's plucking the petals out. When she grabs the flower, she'll pluck a petal out. And there's only like six petals. And it's, it's genuinely quite tense because you don't know how it works. And I love that the Shelley Kelly was actually of use. Yeah. You know, she she yeah. helped Mariposa instead of just being there annoying and fluttering about. Yeah. She was actually the useful. secondary action hero in this bit and yeah. and then there's other stuff with Willa and Carlos throwing these balls around and so the last good. stand of 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 the monarchy and yeah. <laughs> oh and and yeah, it does I don't really understand what the flower was doing. No, she like puts it near her face. Yeah. And like that's Well and we think Fine. in you know in classic style <laughs> it's failed, don't we? Because that's what yeah. you're meant to think. Because that's course, what always happens. Because all the happens. lights go out. Yeah. And yeah, all the lighting goes out and you yeah, think and you're like, Fuck. Dinner time. Dinner time for skizites. Yum yum. But then the lights come back on again and you're like, Okay, you're fair. Um <laughs> and then the queen wakes up and she goes, Hannah, the last thing I remember and you think that Henna's going to get away with it, at least for a second, because like Henna's like, oh, yes, madam, uh, I was here by your side as you fell into your deep slumber and no one knows what's happened. And the queen like psychs her out. She's like, Henna, the last thing I remember is, is, is you. You, you poisoning me. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Henna's like, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> She's like, runs off like gets caught up in a and like she clearly goes in an attempt that she's able to then come back which like i'm totally down for like let's go um like absolutely unashamed like no pleading no full-on sociopathic behavior just like hell yeah i wanted the power and what what are you gonna do about it i'm out see later bitches mariposa's like well bye then i guess Hi, I learned a valuable lesson about it's okay to be who I am. Um, but here are my two friends who actually went on a full on 180 character shift and now they're like better people for hanging out with me. So hooray for that, I guess. Um, also, we're in love now. And there's Willa. She's going to marry your son. Hope that's okay. And then there's like a. Have I missed anything out? We just get to the ceremony at the end. Is that right? Oh, I can't hear you. Are you, tr- are you speaking? Or are you? Am I back? Yes, you're back now. I am. Sorry, I new microphone. Can't remember yes. when it's on mute and not on mute. Um, <laughs> but it's not flashing anymore. Yeah, no, no. I think you've pretty much covered it. The final battle goes on maybe a, a phase too long, but it's still glorious and it's uh, you know and. Uh, yeah, and then and then and then you're right at the end. It's but there's there's this there's it's this like, that it's like it's like a new hope. Where, Indeed, like, they're all in a big ceremony and they they hand them out like you saved the entire kingdom from getting eaten alive. So have a have tiara a of flowers. Yeah, it yeah. was that I did. Um, that is one of the things I was thinking. But it is just like the end of Star Wars. You're right. And and then it's obviously that Hannah hasn't really been defeated. She's just been put away mm. in a box for 
five How years long. apparently but yes. let's pretend <laughs> oh it's henna oh i yes, see henna. yeah like henna. um i thought it was hana like you know like a, like a norwegian hannah but ah, i see yeah, now it's yeah. like henna like the that which makes sense you're probably yeah. going to tell me mariposa is something as well but <laughs> yeah it's just glorious yes. and and it's a proper ending without falling into that trope of a nun that's going to get married to the prince. No one gets married. And like, I can't... Maybe she didn't get married at the end of Island Princess, but there was definitely an implication of like a, a love affair there. Like Carlos well, they were going off. Anyone. Yeah, there is Yeah, no, they went off sailing, didn't they? I mean, there is There's no interaction no... other There's than no that love. early one between yeah. Barbie and the... Um, and the prince. Barbie and Ken. And Ken. Absolutely, and Willa. So, hope, I do hope Willa. Yeah, Willa. Willa who, will become future queen. I have, you know, I have a Barbie crush on Willa. Right. She's like Why one did of you my. Why call her chopped liver? Because I felt she was just ignored. You know, like the saying, That's you know, fair. like what am I chopped liver? Right. Like, like she did all the fucking hard work back at she did, home. To be fair. She was the one who's with the prince. She's if someone's going to get married, it should be oh, her. Yeah, it's I fucking her. love Willa. She's right. brilliant. If I end up in, in Flutterfield land, <laughs> um, I'm hunting her down if she's not married. She, she's my girl. I'm not really interested in Mariposa yeah. because I'm not she's... really sure what... If the film has a flaw... Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck It's, it's got about? two flaws. There's a sexualised bunny, but I yeah. guess we just deal with that. <laughs> but you know what? We'll give it that. But, yeah. But it's the fact that the Barbie character, Mariposa character, I still don't really understand what her deal is. And it was about, like, being okay with who you are as a person. But do you remember, I, I completely forgot to mention this, it feels like it should have been important, and I wonder if they were just doing it to match the beats of Fairytopia, which we had problems with at the time, but at least it made sense within the overarching narrative. Here, it just happens because, hooray, I guess, she gets new wings. <gasps> she gets, like... I thought of you. I thought of you. The minute she got new wings, I thought... Emily's going to have something to say about that. It just, I don't even know what there is to say because the, it comes out of nowhere. It's for no reason, no purpose. It like, she basically it does, just gets it a does have a purpose. exaggerated version of her own wings that no, are like no. glittery. It has a huge purpose. And unfortunately, audience, you can't see this, but I'm going to share something with you now, oh. which, which is a picture of the doll. Look at the fucking wings on that. Oh, holy shit. I would pay so much money for that fucking Barbie doll. But the oh wings... God, the, the wings are like... They're like two Barbies size. There's like a Barbie and then there's like two Barbies size of length of wing. Like... They are oh my God. massive. Oh my God. And I'm God. guessing the new wings... The, the, it's all about the doll, isn't it? Oh my it's God, all about the glittery like doll. Because her wings are quite oh, nice to start with. Oh, look at cute little petal skirt. Oh, look at her shoes. Oh my God, I want this doll so, so much. So please, please go and look up the Mariposa doll because the wings are spec-fucking-tacular. Fucking and they are like, amazing. too scared if Barbie was a butterfly. <laughs> They're massive and I really want it. In fact, I, I'm it's having little cute. thoughts here about, could she glide? Yeah. If I added some structure to that, could we yeah, really yeah, yeah. make her fly? Oh and yeah, but I'm guessing that's what it's about. But it is a bit odd. It really upset it, it, us. It's not in... tied. It upset us earlier in the first Fairytopia because it it was just a little bit like ableist or whatever. Like, well, it undermined it, like, it undermined yeah. the point, didn't it? Yeah. Whereas in this one, she just gets it because she just gets some fucking wins. Because why the hell not? I guess. Um, and, and because it's we to need sell to put toys. it on there. Yeah. Same way. Same toys. way. 
same way as a sexy rabbit it'll sell i'm yeah, sure there's a plush so that's but, fine but so yeah it's fine it, it's it fine. is and they're so glittery they're like they're so glittery <laughs> there's so much glitter in this movie it's so good well, there's glitter on the cover on the front and <laughs> the back so of the dvd I, do you know i came it. into this movie right i thought what the fuck's a mariposa yeah. I thought it was a place. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was same. going to be another town. Like Fairytopia, Mariposa. I just thought... And then when we knew we weren't getting Kelly Sheridan's voice, yeah. I was a bit annoyed. Mm. And to be honest with you, with 12, 13 movies in, I was thinking, ah, oh, and they're coming back to this well. And there is a bit of me that thinks this is just a reboot, a remake of, yeah. of the first couple of Fairytopia films. However, mm. as I think is pretty clear now, it does so much else and has more stuff going on than any other Barbie film we've seen, I think. Literally. This is one of my favourites. Honestly, it's... I was not... This is the most surprised I've been. It's so good. We just... The last two seconds uh, of the movie, obviously we return to Alina oh, in yeah. Fairytopia and Bibble has learned a valuable lesson. He's brave now. He's going to go meet his sexualized girlfriend who turns up and her friends in a weird twist of like, oh, you thought it was a story, but it's real. Um, oh, the Kelly Shelleys. You know, my best friend Mariposa, <laughs> even though I'm a woman that up until like three years ago never left my field because I physically couldn't fly. But okay, whatever. Like I have all these friends from different lands. Okay, fine. Um it's proven that Mariposa is real because the like glitter fairies are Bibble's girlfriend's friends. So they all turn up and they do a very strange like acknowledgement to the camera where they like mm. wave to to us. And I was a bit like, whoosh, this is way too much now. Um, but yeah, so that's how it sort of wraps itself up. And oh my God, like I honestly, I don't know if it's because it lulled us into a false sense of disappointment where we were expecting like a shit fairytopia or whether it's just so good that it stands up for itself but like yeah what the hell i just i've been desperate to speak to you about this when i, I watched know. it a couple of weeks ago i said i'm not going to spoil it because i'm thinking have i misunderstood this movie yeah. am i am i just easily being easily pleased now and no it's marvellous like it's so good fuck man like I'd, I'd, <sighs> I'd, I'd happily watch this one again yeah and I don't understand why it took another five years to make another Mariposa movie I know like how was it not so successful and like oh man I like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do like d dare we well, what do you mean in terms of the listing? In terms of the, the, the where it sits in the... I mean, for me, I'm thinking it gets in at number three. Oh, three. Oh, okay. Where are you thinking? Man, I was like... And you know how I feel about Mermaidia. Yeah. Is this better than Mermaidia? I can't... Remember. Do you know what? It's it, it, I think I think the thing about Mamadia is it's better it's than it's, it is it's better than Mamadia. 
There was a bit of me that immediately thought this is better than Princess and the Pauper, but I think... A bit of me thought that as well, but maybe we're just too far away from the Princess and the Pauper. I, I would happily put this in the number two or number three, though. Oh, it really is that good. It, it doesn't work without Mamadia and Fairotopia. That's very true. Yeah, so it, 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 it's kind of the, the third... It's, it's like that... I can't think of a real-world example, but it's like that straight-to-video fourth film in a trilogy that actually the, like, is so like much fourth, better than the, the second yeah, and the third. Do you know like what I mean? Like, the fourth Ice Age is really good, and, like, the Princess Switch 3 is really good, but, like, the the second ones are not great. And It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like in horror movie terms, there's, there's, there's some later Hellraisers, mm. there's some later Freddy Krueger films mm-hmm. that are infinitely better than the original two or... Well, the, maybe not the original original, because they don't... They can't exist. So this film cannot exist without mm. Ferratopia and Mermadia. Yeah. Right? It certainly can exist without the other one, uh, Magic of the Rainbow. <laughs> but, but Which is literally at the fucking bottom. How insane is that? There is one year between these two movies and they are set in the same universe and one is about to shoot to the top and one is remaining at the bottom. I mean, it's definitely got my favourite supporting character. It's definitely got one of my yeah. top two villains. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's got Bibble, fine. Um, but Bibble's being pretty meta. Which yeah, is and cool. Bib and Bibble kind of works in this, and it does yeah. that, and it's got that great title sequence, and oh, so it's one of my favourite looks. I just feel that we're traitors to Kelly Sheridan. Yeah, if we put I know, it at right? the very top, but there's nothing wrong with the voice acting here, by the way. It's no, fine. Um, and I think I think it's the villain. Mariposa is played by the villain from the Princess Diaries, the the Barbie Diaries. Is is she okay? <laughs> so, well, yeah. there we go, and you know how much I love that. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm I'm happy to make this either two or three. Uh, yeah, I oh god, I'm really torn. Like my, uh, I think my heart is saying put it in at two, but I feel like my brain is like mate. It's it's better than it's better yourself? than Swan Lake, right? It's better than Swan Lake. Mamadia does three. have that wonderful relationship between the two leads, oh, which God, really m- which maybe this is a little bit um lacking. It like it was there, the like the beats oh it were was, there, but the, there like, are so many characters. There are so many characters. You don't get that strength. You were you were you know you were crushing on the pair oh of my them. God. In 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 I I think three feels right. It's better than Swan three, Lake. Yeah. Oh, it's better than Swan Lake. Oh wow. I, wow. And I was not expecting. And I've got to be honest Here with you. Movie thirteen. Bloody hell. When I when I finished watching it, I thought that's the best Barbie movie I've ever seen. <laughs> But it's but you know we ha- we haven't been watching. We've them had every to week. go on this journey to watch some really good ones and some really poor ones in order to understand why it's so good. Like if that was the first Barbie movie you ever saw, I wonder if you'd appreciate it as much as we do. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because you need to know what it's subverting to appreciate what it's subverting. Oh, for sure, for sure. But this is. I'm My God. again, again. Last episode wasn't expecting this. Yeah. When we started this, wasn't expecting this. The only thing I don't understand why it's another thirteen fucking movies till we get another Mariposa. No, it's crazy. It's Maybe it wasn't successful, and it's like. Well, I think released. I think we're going somewhere else. I think I think there's a change right. in animation a style, approach, a shift, change in the water. 
Yeah, and obviously you've got to remember Diamond Cast and Christmas Carol were probably already in production when this so was So I don't know made. if you saw the trailer for Diamond Castle when on at the beginning of Marathon. Oh yeah, you have to watch it. Diamond Castle. It forces you to watch it. I am so fucking excited for Diamond Castle. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good. Oh my god, like what is this? The like Barbie Renaissance? Like they had a two film blip and, like, and I, now we're like back. And I think I think you're just a bit hard on um Island Princess to be honest with you. That's very true. <laughs> um But I just oh wasn't god. I just wasn't the expecting this. Hot take here on in a Barbie world. The Barbie movies are fucking great. Like, that's so good. Right. I know. but And it's weird because there's so much going on. But I think we were so gushing. We both wanted to say how fucking good it was. Yeah, yeah we just wanted to be like, it's in the top three. Yeah, that's the, that's the only fight. Where are we putting it then? So, I've put it at number three. So in at number one, it's Barbie and the Princess and the Pauper. In at number two, it's Barbie, Fairytopia, Mermaidia. And at number three, still in the Fairytopia universe, it's Barbie Mariposa. So there's two years between each of the good... So number one came out in 2004, number two came out in 2006, and number three came out in 2008. And basically we've still got... So now we have three Fairytopia universe movies in our top five. Magic of Pegasus has been dropped down. Um, and I would never have thought, even like, I'm going to be honest with you, when I saw the title of Mermaidia, my heart sank. Right? This this kind of universe is just not a piece. I don't like fantasy. It's not, it's not a genre I'm a huge Uh-oh. fan of. You know, I was, I was here for the remakes of, or the retellings of fairy tales and classic like novels and things like that. I was not. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously in the Barbie Diaries as well. Woo, there's going to be a lot more. <laughs> I do know towards the back end, there's a lot more of there's a lot modern more of Barbie. The Barbie Diaries vibe, yeah. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm still really happy that we're that I love fantasy, so I'm really happy that we're still in the realm of like diamond castles and and magic makeovers. So and, and yeah, and I'm what, but I'm I'm so into I'm just into the cover. I mean, yeah, it's just. Mm. I'm so gushy about this and I've been, so I've been desperate to talk to you about it because <laughs> I was like I do we do we sort of we, I think we both try and keep our powder dry don't we when we yes. record so we don't give away too much yeah. about what we feel about the films I think mm. once I've said it's so good but this one I thought no, I'm not telling her and then yeah. and then there's always the fear that you're going to say yeah Stephen it's you're shit you're be like this was shit and, I and I'm gonna it. go but it was the greatest Barbie movie ever made. <laughs> and then you have to compromise somehow. Yeah, I don't, know, I've left, I don't think we've ever done that. I mean, maybe a little bit with the last one. But yeah, I hear, yeah, I hear yeah, you, yeah. I hear you. And that, that's because I watched it twice in, in a six-month period. Anyway, yeah, yeah great. <laughs> I love it. And, and yeah, the oh, only nice. downside was it forced me to watch the trailer for, the, for Diamond Castle. And that's not a criticism of what diamond castle may be like mm-hmm. but i hate dvds that do that yeah yeah it's frustrating it's really annoying but yeah excellent yeah. amazing just oh cool my God. Like... <laughs> i've just got i've just got my copy of diamond castle in front of me now but yes different different <laughs> style but it's got bloopers oh my god <laughs> we know we love a blooper 
Nice. So yeah, I guess we'll see you next time for Barbie and the Diamond Castle. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Squee. <laughs>